Okay, this isn't sucking. What isn't sucking? The show. No. It's actually pretty good, I think. It's really good. I will say... Just like it carried away. (laughs) No, it is good. You know what? (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you. You can say it, but I say it and you shut my shit down. (laughs) Where's the love, man? You gotta wonder. I do, I, I do. I wonder. This is Fusion Music Radio's Birds of a Feather. We are an indie music focus show rife with witty, fuck-laden, and insanely interesting and unhinged banter and our fascinating fun features and thematic song submissions will confuse, infuse, and delight you. Well, you may be asking, who is this crazy lady that's talking? I'll tell you that in a moment, but first, who is my amazing co-host? Me? Oh, that was a surprise. I am Professor P. Soup, and I'm just everyday people, but still, I want to take you higher. I want to bring you music by indie artists who will sing a simple song or make you dance to the music. We had hot fun in the summertime. Now we're going to finish out the year together. So thank you for letting me be myself again. Here at Birds of a Feather, we believe you can make it if you try, because everybody is a star. Well said, indeed. My goodness, I can't believe I have to follow that, but I'm going to try. As you may all know, if you're a regular of the show, I'm a vocalist for the dark alt-rock band Ascent. This gold dust woman and gypsy is never going back again. She has dreams and proclaims, I'm on my way. She is a songbird that is willing to lay it all down like thoughts on a gray day. Can you spare me a little of your love? I'm a sentimental lady, homeward bound, but confused by the chain. An albatross that I'm trying hard to forget. Will I wake from this worried dream? Maybe on Monday morning. <laughs> oh, you did not. <laughs> I had to cap it off there. <laughs> All right. Well, those are our, our very understated um, intros. Very understated. Very understated. Yes, very much. Well, after coming off a great big high of your birthday show, now we are back to our regularly scheduled program where we had submissions. But before we get to all of that, we have to start with... (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Actually, you know, this is really... Excuse me. This is my first show at 59. (laughs) Actually, it isn't. It's my fourth, really, since I turned 59. But uh, it's just kind of setting in now, you know. And, uh, you, you know, you've no doubt heard that after 40, you know, your testosterone goes way down. But personally, I'm, I don't think I'm experiencing any of that. You know, I, I'm, maybe I'm getting fat and flabby, but that's because Christina's always dragging me out to restaurants. <gasps> and because it's, the, always my fault. it's always your fault. And because the gyms are closed. That's not your fault. That's not my fault. Now, you know, you might look at me and think my hairline is receding and that's a sign, but it isn't. You see, Christina knows this. I had the same high forehead and glorious mop of hair since I was a teenager, True right? That. True I mean, that. it's always been like this. This is not a receding hairline. No. Uh, but still, men my age are always uh, targeted with marketing aimed at combating low T, you know? <laughs> low T, that sounds like a Chinese rapper, you know? <laughs> yo, yo, I'm a real preya, okay? I'm not going to, I did not just say that. You did not, I did not just, just say go there. That. However, you know, there really isn't any need for expensive supplements because I hear that there are natural methods to uh, that are effective, said to be effective in boosting testosterone, such as vitamin D and spanking the monkey. So, oh, for sure. You know, and I think we can all afford vitamin D. <laughs> 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 you know, 
It's funny. If this were being videotaped, and, and people have suggested that. I have. That we videotape the show as well as audio, like Howard Stern. And there were a DVD that you know how they have to name the chapters for navigational purposes. This one would be called necessarily Spanking the Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for hijacking that from you. Yes, we're in here and back to uh, taking submissions. So. Well, I just have one more recommendation for gentlemen. I mean, of course, not like yourself because you said you don't suffer from any of that, but. If you were to combine the two, which is maybe get lotion with vitamin D in it and then spank the monkey, <laughs> Whoa. I'm just saying you could really take care of everything. That's true. Topical. So I'm just yeah. saying I'm, yeah. I am trying to help all those that are suffering from, <laughs> from this particular thing. Because you don't have to just buy supplements. Just get the lotion that has both. I'm just <laughs> At least from a topical perspective, you're... Uh, spanking two monkeys with one stone, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Two monkeys with one stone. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, by the way, I'm so- <clears throat> I'm sorry. If you hear me sniffling, uh, it- it's not cocaine. Uh, cocaine, you know, uh, causes hyperacuity of the mind and an exaggerated sense of confidence, which is kind of the opposite of what you get with me. So, <laughs> so on both fronts. You know. No, I just have a cold, and uh, but you know how it is with us folks. The show must go on. Right, Christina? And if I sneeze, well, it's because Christina, and you probably didn't know this about her, is actually an Eskimo. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Why are you revealing all my secrets? <laughs> I just thought they would like to know. It Did just you just out makes me? You, makes you more uh, humor. Uh, that nook. I, I think it just makes you more uh, human and endearing. So more It's than- funny because we're in the car. At, whenever we go anywhere, usually for a meeting or whatever, we, we take my car because, you know, she's just a pretty little girl and why not take her out for a ride? And I always have everything set at 58. I like my car like a meat locker. I just do. So David will get in the car, and everything's cool for him. Then he's like, what the hell? And like all of a sudden, he puts it up to like 74. He's like, 58? I'm like, what? Well, she has this really cool space-age car where it's like, you know, my side can be one temperature, and I'm like groping for the button with, you know, shivering hands, you know, feeling around for the button to raise it at least up into the 60s. So, so anyway, it's true. The things we go through to bring this show the show to you. Things that we have to go through, absolutely. Well, it takes us to bird banter, and this is kind of where we talk about what we want to talk about. In this case, this is actually a recommendation from David, the best duets of all time. And before we get started and give you our lists of our favorite duets, I'm going to refresh your memory in case you didn't listen to Winging It, which would be very sad, and you will be reprimanded later. These are the songs that came up as being some of the best duets of all time. So Close My Eyes Forever, Ozzy Osbourne and Lita Ford, Dancing in the Streets, David Bowie and Mick Jagger, Almost Paradise, Mike Reno and Ann Wilson, Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush, Don't Give Up. Hunger Strike, Temple of the Dog, Meatloaf and Cher, Dead Ringer for Love, Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty, Stop Dragging My Heart Around, Stevie Nicks and Don Henley, Leather and Lace, Queen and David Bowie, Under Pressure, Elton John and Kiki D, Don't Go Breaking My Heart, and then finally, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, Oh, but wait, there's more I forgot, Islands in the Stream, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton, and Sonny and Cher... I got you, babe. I don't know if that counts because they were actually a recording duo where duets is usually artists who are working together for like 
a one-off or a two-off or something like hey, that. Hey, look, I didn't make the damn rules. This well, is what happened. They had landed on a, like a million lists. Oh, I'll bet. So I'll bet. those are the ones that we had that we had compiled and shared on a winging it. And we were going like, oh, wait, I got to think of my own. I yes, got to think of my own. Exactly. Well... We're going to start with your picks, and then we will go to mine. Mine may not be quite as interesting as one might hope, but we will find out. So what are yours, David? They're, they're not terribly interesting either, actually. Um, I really like Susie Quattro and Chris Norman. I want to say Chris Norman. I hope I got that right. I looked it up before. Susie Quattro and Chris Norman stumbling in. I think it's great. I think their voices uh, offset each other so beautifully. I mean, hers is even is rougher than his. She has that. It's just a great, great tune. Nice. Uh, I was going to say Ann Wilson and, and Mike Reno, but you got that. Uh, Cher did one, oddly enough, with David St. Hubbins, actually a Spinal Tap, mm. uh, in addition to the meatloaf thing. Um, Elton John has done several that are notable besides the Kiki D. He did uh, Whatever Gets You Through the Night with John Lennon. Um, and uh, Bad Blood with uh, Neil Sedaka. Oh. That was a classic, you know. <gasps> classic. classic. That's classic. a good one. Yeah. I missed that one. Yeah. And um, also... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that one. Yeah, yeah, that one too. Um, <laughs> I, and a beautiful tune. It has a nice uh, element to it that the one of the original performers is doing a duet with somebody else later on. The uh, Isley Brothers. Ron Isley of the Isley Brothers and Rod Stewart... Uh, this old heart of mine. Oh, That's a beauty, gosh. right? Well played. Well played. And another one, another great one. Phil Collins and Philip Bailey, Easy Lover. That is one of my absolute favorites. Oh, such a cute, sweet song. Uh, and uh, Sir, Paul, Sir Paul McCartney, Sir Paul, did a number of them. He did, uh, well, he did, uh, uh, I, I, meant, I think I mentioned this on the other one, The Winging It. I'm not sure. He did, uh, 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 how about said this old heart of this, this brave face of mine. No, uh, <laughs> My Brave Face with Elvis Costello. And uh, he did a duet with... Two duets with Michael Jackson, Say, 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 and the not exactly laudable and uh, stellar uh, Ebony and Ivory. No, that was, wait, that was Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. He did two with Michael Jackson. No, uh, uh, The Girl is Mine and uh, Say, Say, Say. Both very good ones. Yes. Michael Jackson did one with Mick Jagger. It's interesting. It's not the greatest song ever, but it's interesting, uh, State of Shock, but it's nice to see them working together. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I came up with. I'll be kicking myself probably pretty hard after Christina uh, rolls out her list, which will no doubt have some ones I missed. Well, actually, you know, sadly, I will say I thought about this and I racked my brain, and I will tell you that many of the ones that I love the most came up on that list. So, Under Pressure, Don't Give Up is one of my all-time favorite duets ever. Hunger Strike. Temple of the Dog is one of my favorites uh, because it's got two, you know, of my favorite, uh, you know, grunge folks in it. Doesn't count. Don't go. <laughs> hey, it does too. Doesn't Don't, count. Does it counts? It's a group. It doesn't count. It, it counts. Okay. Okay. Well, it counts because it's two. It was a super group and it has two ordinarily two. different singers. Yeah. Correct. Okay. It counts. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Judges say except judges say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go breaking my heart. It's one of my favorite. The sweetest song. Islands in the stream. I've been singing it since I was a kid. The ones that didn't make it is Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, George Michael, Nelton, John. That's a huge one for me when they did that together. It just makes me still teary to hear it. Ashford and Simpson's Solid, I'm Sorry. That's mm-hmm. just one of my all-time favorites. I, I could sing that song any day. If it comes on, I stop everything. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the beginning is the... But for love's sake... Mm-hmm. Oh, 
Each mistake. Oh, you forget. Oh, I mean, come on. Both of us. Learn to trust, not to run away. <laughs> We're not at. <laughs> we build it up and build it up and build it up, and now it's solid. I mean, come on. Right, we're not doing strikes. Sorry, <laughs> it's so good. It's one of those songs. It's just like fuck yeah. yeah. And the last song is The Sound of Silence, Simon and Garfunkel. Now, I know that they are considered a group, but still, they came up on a lot of lists that consider them a duet because it's two singers. But, Mm -hmm. oh, The Sound of Silence is just something that just brings me to my knees. So those are mine. Again, not terribly original because of the great ones that I found on that original list, but I'm telling you, I think they hit the nail on the head with a lot of those. Yeah, they did uh, took a lot of good ones that I they would did. have landed on anyway, and hey, we have each as we have each as recording artists done duets, have we not? Absolutely. You have done duets with uh, Mr. Lovecraft and Burn the Earth. What? Yes. And I have done, uh, actually, uh, I've done, I did one with Tilly Riddle where we're both actually trading lines. Nice. That's probably the only real duet I ever did, but it's, it's something anyway. And then I did so. the one with Octane, but he didn't actually, but I mean, it's it's a collaboration. It's a not collaboration, a, not, a, not duet. a duet. Yeah, he doesn't. That's true. I duet with myself in that. There you go. <laughs> That, so that, that doesn't count. It doesn't count. So that is Bird Banter. Uh, that ends that little se- segment. And I think that's a fun one. I really enjoy doing those. And thank you for sharing those with me, David. Now I turn it over to you to restate the theme and top ten details. Yes. What are we in for tonight, Pumpkin? <laughs> we are in for the theme. And, folks, we left this as we threw the doors wide open. I on mean, this one. come on. Ren It Rains slash Rains. Little homonym action there. Uh, songs about being in power, royalty, ruling monarchies, being large and being in charge, anything of the sort. Or songs about rain falling from the damn sky. Rain. Now, come on. Now, come on. Uh, this should not have been too hard. And we managed to ra- uh, wrangle a few and squeeze <laughs> the lemon and get uh, get uh, enough songs to a sufficient number of songs. So I'm going to be grammatically correct here. Uh, to fill up this wonderful show. And you're going to love them, I'm sure. Absolutely. Lots of really great stuff came in. And, of course, we have some of the old favorites because I'll tell you one thing. It's really great to have somebody who is, well, I'd say we're both very connected to the indie scene I because I perform in it a lot now locally. And you have been connected to it for years locally. And then, obviously, you perform yourself. So it's, uh, I think we have two, but you have a... You had a radio show for two and a half years before you ever met me, so you just know a lot more. And so it's really great because you know all these songs and you know all these artists. So whenever we have a theme, you can say, hey, I have somebody I might recommend for this. And then they submit, and here we go. Yeah, you know, I got to say, speaking of the uh, the scene, uh, as it were, I, I really cannot wait for you know the bars and the clubs to open up again for sure so we can get back out to the spectacle that is live music and you know every bit is importantly people behaving bizarrely toward you i <laughs> i can't tell you how much i miss that you know people going up i was married to your hair in a previous life i mean you know <laughs> We don't hear shit like that anymore at restaurants. It's coming, coming again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring it back. I mean, we need that. You know, uh, you know, people are just awesome when they see Christina for the first time. The stuff they do. You know, uh, speaking of live music, I've been collecting a lot of old favorite live albums from back in the day in the Stone Age. And it occurred to me: Does anybody even make live albums anymore? 
I mean, they do concerts, okay, these artists of today, but do they bother to record them? I mean, is anybody going to buy a post-fucking-Malone live album? I mean, I don't think so. (laughs) Post-Malone live, you know, (laughs) Drake live. I know people who've seen Drake live, sadly, but, I mean, is anybody going to buy a record of that? I don't think so. So there's an entire generation of that there out there that will probably never hear a drum solo. I mean, that's that's just sad to me. That's just sad. You can only hope that they're... I'm going to say their older brothers, their aunts, their uncles, their grandparents <laughs> introduce them to the drum solo. <laughs> they, they do. They have to. I mean, it's like, sit down, kid. In Agata de Vida, you got 17 minutes. That's right. Know. That's right. You, yeah. you got time to kill. <laughs> That's right. And I'm going to fill it. You're so. not doing anything. Don't don't lie. You know? okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Exactly. No, that was perfect. And I, I long for it to come back. I miss performing. Although, I will say thank you very much to... Uh, to you, David, for attending Ascent's recent live show, our pre-Halloween show, where I was dressed as Little Red Riding Hood. Uh, very fun. It was a good time. We had a great turnout, and it was a really good time. So thank you for being there. Yeah, folks, they slew, and uh, a great set list, uh, some some notable covers, and uh, a lot of uh, uh, some new Ascent songs. And deep cuts, and it was just—it's just brilliant. You got to see it. You will get to hear a couple new ascent songs. And I said, as I said, unexpected covers. So yeah, do go back and dig up the uh, the last ascent live stream because it was really good. And this, they had the sound was right this time too. It was. They have well, had some bad uh, issues, uh, bad craziness bad. with sound, but it was good. Yeah. Well, and I know if I know Lewis Drayton. Very big supporter of all indie music, but certainly of ascent. He would probably want me to make that into audio so that we can play it as part of birds of a feather which we've done with other lives that we've done so you may be able to just hear it here later yeah if we uh if we drop the ball and don't get a show at time we, <laughs> we might or if i just get lazy and discuss you know we might just uh just uh, substitute that that's true we could but i i mean there is a visual aspect to it you could see bruce doing his thing because you go we've got that super like that back one where i'm in the front and you can see him doing all the stuff which was the which was the cool part that's what we wanted it was for everyone to be able to see the action right because it's what he's doing is infinitely more interesting than what I'm doing. Well, I will say the visual is important. Well, now Christina looks cute in the little red riding hood thing, but and of course the room was decorated too for the yes. for the season. And we ate candy live. They ate candy live. I mean, you, can you miss? Can you pass? I mean, up on I that? ate a Kit Kat. Uh, actually, what did you eat? You ate several things. I ate Reese's Pieces. I, I ate Kit Kat and I ate one Reese's pumpkin. And people are sitting there thinking, are they really talking about what fucking candy she ate on the show? Yes, we are. That's because it was adorable. <laughs> and, and and to watch what Bruce is doing, and it's just like, uh. to hear it is one thing. You figure out it's a band or it's all pre recorded. No, 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 no. You got to see him doing it right there in front of your eyes. It's like bang, bang, bang on the plastic thing, and all of a sudden there's a beat to the song. And I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm going to play this riff here, and then he's playing over it. And it's 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 absolutely stunning to watch one thing i would i would recommend is give the man a mic because we can't hear anything he says when he does not want to talk oh is that it okay never mind then he does not want to talk but he does talk though it's just sometimes he 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 wants to talk but he doesn't want to be heard that's correct (laughs) okay thank you that's correct but (laughs) he also plays bass with his feet Uh, uh, yes which is just crazy crazy. it's 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 quite something so and one of my favorite things i have to say about performing like that is i can actually go off screen while he performs his solos yes because it should be the focus should be on him so i just i just end up <laughs> i just go out of camera range and, and you know that is so much better than uh f- for when someone when musicians playing solo and everything 
I mean, you could just stand there and kind of sway back and forth and beat a tambourine or something like that. But I, I like your approach so much better than Ozzy Osbourne's, who would be standing there <laughs> saying, let me see your fucking hands. I mean, that, that would be such a drag. No. I mean, uh, and uh, I would personally... Uh, you would have to have a talk with I, me. I would have a talk, yeah. I would, we would stage an intervention. Of if you course, were doing you should. That. Of course. Yep. No, but it's important to, for him to have his moment because he's brilliant and, and he needs to have that moment. And the focus is on me for whatever reason, but at least when we're playing there, I can go off screen and you guys can just focus on him and watch him do his magic. So, anyway, but thank you to you and anyone else who's listening that came. It was a really, really great show. And we played for 90 minutes. 90 minutes, yeah. It was really great. And we're so glad that the uh, the venue in question is uh, still standing because there was some oh my uh, gosh. spooky stuff there. The uh, the Baldwins actually had to evacuate yes. uh, because of the dreadful Silverado fire here in California. And uh, thankfully got to come back after a couple of days. So, whew. Yes, uh, thank God. It was very scary. And I know that it was scary for another 100,000 people. We've never had to evacuate. We've been here for almost 14 years never had to evacuate before so it was scary somebody came and knocked on the door and said leave <laughs> now <laughs> and so you do you grab some clothes you grab some dog food grab your dog and you get the hell out of the house and you hope it's there later so right. yeah but I'm very thank thankful you. I would be taking my whole house with me if that happened to me correct you Knock just be like, get out of evacuate here. okay well bye <laughs> <laughs> let me just hook my shit up and 15 go 15 minutes I'm gone without a trace that's so, correct yeah. exactly uh, well you, thank you you uh, stick dweller you uh, stick brick and mortar dwellers uh, I'm so glad you did not lose no and thank you to the firefighters and uh, first responders because I'm telling you that came that was actually in our neighborhood it, yes. I, they actually yes. stopped it before it ruined structures but it was it, it had burned apart into our actual housing development and they stopped it before it hit any structures I can just picture I just love these people so much yes, uh, me I can too. just picture these firefighters like you are not getting these houses that's right I'm gonna fight and fight but you're not getting these houses you know that's right and and, uh, and there's all these I mean our, our uh, I think I told you um, but our neighborhood is kind of, you know, was donating like uh, Gatorade and all that kind of stuff. And then they're also, they took pictures because I'm on, um, you know, a Facebook page for my my neighborhood. And there's pictures of firefighters just resting in people's backyards, just napping in uh, between, you know, where they're safe from the fire, but just taking. And no one, I mean, you didn't even know they were back there. They're just back there like, I just need a nap. Because they're fighting overnight, they're you know they're just it, they're heroes in every sense of the word, and I'm I can tell you with confidence, I would not have a home without yeah. what the, their heroic efforts. Right, and they're not going to take. Well, I'm off uh, for I got I'll be back in 16 hours for my next shift. They don't do that. No, nope. people's houses are going to burn down. And, nope, and they took like 10 a, minutes or a yeah. seven minute nap, or you know so you, we both talk about how 20 minutes can just. Right, right. <laughs> You're good. But, I mean, imagine what they're going through. Unimaginable so. dedication. Thank so, you. So, yes. Yeah, so, Jesus. thank you so much to all of our heroes. And you certainly, certainly heroic to me. So, let's get to song number 10 because this is a really cool countdown. So, let me tell you a couple of things. So, we said when it rains and rains, right, that homonym. But people also thought of it as reigning over them. So, emotions, uh, limitations, being in power over them. We're flexible. Yeah. So, I thought, well, that was really cool because I was like, well, I don't see the tie-in. And then there was a description. I thought, oh, I see. So, they took even more liberties than uh, we had originally provided, but I like it. So, this first song, song number 10 is by an artist called Trevor Grigg and the song name I Need the Rain um, and the genre of folk roots rock and uh, this this gentleman is very Bob Dylan-esque 
the lyrics, the delivery, the harmonica, and the mood. It's bluesy and tasteful piano with a sweet longing chorus. This is a wistful and yearning song that reminds us how much we love and need the rain. I need the rain Pouring down Ease my pain I need the rain I can't help but stumble All these cracks in the earth So I Dust and dirt is rising, bringing burning tears to my eyes. Well, you know, I can barely speak for the pain in my throat, so dry. Blisters on my feet, and the big ball keeps burning in the sky. I need the rain. Pouring down He's my pain I need Of the distance between you and I. Well, I've walked a thousand miles, ten thousand more, for I hope to see the other side. Well, you know, I barely sleep, I toss and turn with fitful dreams, keep wondering why. We walk this desert of a world. When love could fall freely from the sky I need your love Keep me whole Pouring down from above I need the rain I need the rain Pouring down my pain I need the rain I need the rain 
Okay, I Need the Rain, Trevor Grigg. And you can find him on YouTube at Trevor, T-R-E-V-O-R, Grigg, G-R-I-G-G. Check him out. Well said, beverage queen. Oh, fuck. Fuck, yeah. You you know why she sounds this way? You should see all the beverages she's got here. It's just like a big row of beverages. Like variety. She has beverages, the best beverages. Lots of beautiful beverages. Everybody agrees. Everybody agrees. The best beverages ever. Speaking of the best, we are to feature number one, hell yes or oh, hell no, the results. For this feature, we consider bands and determine if we are in or out. We also ask you to weigh in. Of course, we always want to know what you think, and this time it was Queen. And, you know, sadly, some of the people that we have on Hell Yes or Oh Hell No are people that you know we love, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we kind of we kind of uh, outed ourselves on this one a long time ago. We did. But we wanted to see, do you agree? Do you feel differently? Well, I want to say that we are not surprised by the results, but 100% of respondents are Hell Yes. I'm surprised that it's 100. I mean, I always, throughout my lifetime as a Queen fan, uh, have come across people who just didn't like Queen. And uh, where are those little maggots now? Where? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I think? I really think, and I, I remember when I was younger, a lot of people were like, oh, Queen sucks. I feel like the older people get and the more they hear what's out there now, mm-hmm. they start to appreciate what there was and they go wait a minute that was quality that was a great vocal that was great music that was a great songwriting so i feel like maybe that and then also there's the grandmothers the grandparents the moms the dads the aunts the uncles that are saying hey listen to this yeah yeah and i think uh, sometimes when and you'll see me do this too on the show uh you'll eh, you'll be dismissive of something and then somebody will come along, and there will be a big furor, and uh, somebody will come along, and you'll be like, hey, what's all the fuss? Maybe I better give this another shot. And now, being older and more mature, you actually appreciate this particular mm-hmm. act. Uh, the same with, well, with Motorhead, for example, I didn't dislike Motorhead at all. Oh, I, yeah. Not at all. But I didn't, I knew virtually nothing of theirs, except for like two songs, Kill by Death, Ace of Spades, that was it. Oh, yeah. And then after Lemmy died, everybody was Motorhead, 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 and I went back, and I freaking love this band. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely, I mean, even though they're, yeah, uh, they're the same thing I deride ACDC for, is being like the same kind of songs, basically hard rock, hard rock, hard rock, but they're brilliant. They're wonderful. And I think a lot of people are learning to appreciate Queen. I always have. Oh, yeah. But again, back in the 70s, um, if... <laughs> There was no internet. If they weren't on TV, if they weren't on Midnight Special, Don Kirshner's Rock Concert, Soul Train, or American Bandstand, and your friends didn't have the records... Live at the Apollo, all yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. If they weren't on that, and if they weren't on the radio, or the TV, and your friends didn't have the records, you'd read about them in the Cream and Circus magazines, but you just simply had no means to hear them. Right. Unless you went out blindly and, and took a chance and bought a record, which I sometimes did. Right. As in the case of Meatloaf Batter to Hell. I just said, hey, look at that cover. I'm going to buy that thing. But, uh, Brilliant with, with Queen, yeah. yeah. And four uh, four albums in, they finally started getting some airplay with Bohemian Rhapsody, and I mm. went out to get it, and it was sold out, and I bought Sheer Heart Attack, and I'll probably talk about that on another show. It was <laughs> one of those no egrets things. But uh, yeah, so I've been a Queen fan ever since, so oh, about 1973, 4, or something like that, 74 or 5 at the most, ever since then. And um, I saw them in the late 70s, too, and that was amazing. So, yeah, Queen has... I've always understood the greatness of Queen. A band with four distinct songwriters, three lead vocalists, uh, just uh, not all about Freddie Mercury. I know he was the lead singer, but, you know, a bunch of the time he was singing uh, songs written by the other three. 
uh, is being a phenomenal songwriter his own right. But uh, I, I love this group. I always have. And I totally get it. I'm delighted to hear so many people do. 100%. Wow. Agreed. Yeah. And I, I remember, <clears throat> pardon me. And I remember being very beverages, young. More beverages. More beverages. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, and I remember being very young. And I don't know if it was, I don't know why I heard it, but I remember walking into the living room. And I know I was really young because I remember that house and hearing We Are the Champions and being profoundly moved by that song. And I thought, oh, my God, I want to be a singer. I want to do what they're doing. Oh, that was the one. It wow. was just I i had never heard anything that was that emotional to me. For some reason, it was very emotional to me. Uh, and then as I started to get older, I mean, you know, I didn't really know who they were, but I started to kind of understand. And then there was another critical moment in, in middle school where we were on the bus on the way to school and people started singing, another one rides the bus. And I was like, what is that? So everyone would, don't, don't, don't stomp, another one rides a bus. Every, I don't know why. And I was like, oh, that was a really cool song they made up. And then I heard another one bites a dust and then followed by... We are the champions, and I thought, oh my god, <laughs> the world opened up to me, and then I got to start, I started seeing everything, right, with MTV and all that, and I thought, oh my god, Freddie Mercury, that voice, I just, uh. he is absolutely one of my idols, I mean, I want to be one one-hundredth of the front man that he was, I want to be one one-hundredth as good a singer as he was, I mean, and, I, you know, one one-hundredth as great a songwriter as he was, so absolutely an incredible band huge impact on me from obviously when i was really young uh to even today and just i think undeniably brilliant undeniably undeniable and uh we are the champions is just high drama it's hard not to be drawn oh. in by the uh you know the, just the theatricality and the, and the flair and the, and the bravado of that song and uh, you know the the, the the defiance and the, and the yes. conviction—it's brilliant. Uh, another one bites the dust, of course, written by John Deacon, but yes. sung with a plum by Mr. Mercury. Absolutely. And uh, by the way, I don't know if you're aware of this. Apparently, it would it would seem not that another one rides the bus is actually a song in itself. It's, I didn't uh, know that. Weird Al Yankovic. I did not know that. Yes. Yeah. Another one rides the bus is a parody by and Weird Al Yankovic. What year was that? Actually, Weird Al Yankovic released his debut album in 1983. That song was recorded in 1981, so as a single. So apparently, he jumped on the uh, the, bu- the bus, as it were, uh, the bandwagon <laughs> of the popularity of that song, and put out his own uh, parody of that, uh, which found its way a couple years later onto his first album. So uh, whether they heard it or not, it seems such an obvious thing that any bunch of kids could have come up with it. Uh, but Al did have a single of that, yes. Well, and whenever the song came on, oh, the bus went crazy. The actual another one bites a dust, and everyone would scream. Another one rides the bus over the song, which made me mad because I wanted to hear the song. But, right, you know. Uh, but I was like, oh, all right. But I just I love Queen, and I'm just I'm delighted that uh, our audience is uh, is so brilliant as to understand the incredible impact this band has had so a hundred percent of people that responded on instagram via dm uh on facebook i mean it was amazing and as you were so quick to remind us well actually everybody knows that queen is still out there touring with adam lambert oh yes and brilliant. uh He's yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. And they just they have a new uh, new live album uh, out which i was scanning it the other day and it sounds really good of course it really sounds great however Christina will not like this part, but there are great Queen tribute bands you can go see, too. But never mind. (laughs) Never mind. 
If the band is still touring, go see the fucking band. I get it. So we're okay with the Doors then. Got it. Yes, okay, yeah. yeah. Doors, Doors trivia band? Fuck yeah. Good. Do okay. it. All right. That takes us to song number nine. And David, please tell us what you thought of song number nine. All right, well, the band is called Suddler's Row. Now, that's a pretty cool name. Pretty cool name. I mean, uh, that beats uh, uh, Smash Mouth any day. You know? <laughs> any day. Uh, any day of the week, you know. The song, and they're from Delaware, we think. We, we don't know. I mean, it was hard to tell. <laughs> we, we just randomly picked a, a state. <laughs> no, <we didn't. laughs> no, they're from Delaware, as far as we can tell. Uh, progressive instrumental rock. And I got to say, I was so deeply moved by the lyrics, by their understatedness. Sure. In fact, there aren't any. Um, but uh, the song is called Frantic. Now, how that ties into our theme, you might be wondering. Well, as far as their reading of the theme, franticness, franticity, is a, uh, something that overtakes you. Nobody sits down and says, you know, I think I'm going to be frantic for the next half hour. No. It just kind of happens. <laughs> happens. You know? So it overtakes you. It's one of those uncontrollable things. I think if anybody had the option, it's like, do you want to be frantic? No, I'll pass no, on the I'm frantic good. thing. It yeah. just happens I'm to good. you. It overtakes you. It rains over you. It, it, so in that way, it does tie into our theme. And as I said, it's an instrumental, but... It uh, it has a, a kind of a tension to it. It really it does. does. It's not like you would expect a frantic a song called "Frantic" to be some you know runaway train bedlam you know thing. But no, it's just understated. It's it's tense. The percussion builds and gets more aggressive as it moves on, and it does. And some proggy uh, guitars come in, and it really does. Uh, it winds up into uh, you know a real kind of a frenzy. A frenzy, yeah, and you know it. Uh, it's kind of a frantic deal going on here. So, yeah, terrific group uh, from Delaware, we think, <laughs> Suttler's Row. I'm going to look at Suttler's Row, Delaware, and it's probably a city, a street in the city I someplace. I was wondering, too. Yeah, I'll bet you. But great instrumental from Suttler's Row, and here it is, Frantic.
right, Suddler's Row, frantic. Calm down, everybody. We're gonna get uh, gonna get loose and have some fun here in a minute with another song. You can find them on Facebook at Suddler's Row. Uh, now you're not gonna sit there with a straight face and tell me that I have to do another song. You are, aren't you? Hang on. <clears throat> yes. Wow. Okay. Okay. Just asking. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, here's an old favorite, a near and dear favorite of ours. Just a wonderful, delightful chap. Um, well, actually, he recorded has recorded in his life under two names, Crying Queer Wolf, mm. which has this kind of gay blues sound to it. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Crying Queer Wolf. I mean, I, just, <laughs> just, that's the best, you know. Or I, I kind of prefer the the regal-sounding name Tosca Wild, it which is, is very easy, regal. You know, which is absolutely wonderful. And uh, he's an, uh, from the UK. He's from the UK. Broadstairs. Broadstairs, UK. And an old dear friend. And in fact, not only an old friend of uh, Louis Drayton's, but yes. also the man who's responsible for launching Dr- Louis Drayton onto an unsuspecting public <laughs> by asking him to participate. Louis was a you know, graphic artist and things like that. And uh, Tosca asked him to participate in uh, sort of a music festival thing. And mm. Louis put some, um, you know, audio. Uh, collages and pastiches. Yeah, I said pastiche again. Oh my god! <laughs> Together <laughs> and just wrapped over it, and it was like, all right, well, that that was fun. No, never And he found not only was he received well, but that he had enough material almost to do an album. And indeed, he started recording himself. So uh, Tosca is responsible for bringing us Lewis, and they have worked together. They have an absolutely wonderful record together called uh, uh, Glamouflage, which is a must here. And uh, they've collaborated on a song called The Main Drag. Ha ha ha. No, Tosca doesn't do drag, actually. He just wears a wig. And uh, he's fabulous, and that's it. He doesn't actually do drag. Well, per but se. he actually puts on makeup, too, and looks quite makeup, fabulous. Makeup, yes. Makeup and a wig. But not drag, per se, but he is flamboyant and wonderful, and he has a voice that you'll never forget. And his lyrics are just really sharp and shrewd and witty. And you just can't stop listening once Tosca starts to spin his yarns, and he's got a number of uh, wonderful albums. Wasn't out. there Killing Kathy Kirby or something? Oh, I Am Kathy Kirby. Yeah, oh, that, that was I another great, right? I love that. A great duet with Luton oh. Straighton. I Am Kathy Kirby, where each of them are uh, vying for the position of biggest Kathy Kirby fan, and it's absolutely it hilarious. It is so good. I love that one. And uh, Glamouflage is a great record. My absolute all-time club jam, Born to Do This. Oh, these are guys you got to hear together. However, we're talking about Tosca, and he's worked with others as well. He's also recorded some songs with Bruce Gordon of The Get. Mm. And uh, Bruce uses the name Brucey Bitch when they record together. In fact, I interviewed them uh, together once, and that was really a delightful experience. But Tosca is bringing us a song that totally, totally fits the theme here. About a real historical figure about whom I am sadly ignorant, I'm afraid. But you're going to love the song anyway, and it's about Mad King Ludwig... Little chuchy face 
Every time I look at you I sigh And you're my little teddy bear You're my little chushy face Fucking Ludwig Agenda Fucking Ludwig you can hear a people talk Fucking Ludwig I've never seen a cross Fucking Ludwig your love can be brought Everything's gone shitty shitty bang bang There are children I can smell them Everything's gone shitty shitty bang The irrepressible and absolutely lovable Tosca Wild with Mad King Ludwig. And you can find Tosca on SoundCloud at Tosca-Wild. And also don't miss him on Bandcamp at German Shepherd Records. You hear about German Shepherd Records a lot on Butterflies and Hurricanes because a number of our favorite artists are there. And that's where you can find Tosca also. Now, it really needs to be time that you do a feature here. Actually, I uh, am going to have to hijack the show and take it in a different direction for a minute because you mentioned butterflies and hurricanes, and we are going to be treated to a brand new butterflies and hurricanes uh, pre and post election shows. That is true. That is entirely true. Uh, we're not in completely sure when uh, each episode will air, but somewhere around this uh, time of year, around this season. Uh, we did record, it's in the can already, the first Butterflies and Hurricanes in four months. Lewis and I sat down, and it was just like riding the old proverbial bicycle, <laughs> I'm telling you. It was so much fun, and we hope it's a great episode. We're bringing some fantastic music. The duo of dreams, as that Liz calls us, is uh, back. So uh, be sure to tune into Fusion Music Radio and all our various platforms to hear the return of Butterflies and Hurricanes. And it's a good thing just in time, too, because, you know, I might be out of a gig here because there's uh, there's a kind of a grassroots movement to uh, improve and change uh, birds of a feather. Uh, you might have seen the hashtag going around, hashtag ditch the spaz. Uh, I don't know who's starting this, but the analytics says it uh, began in uh, Orange County, but I'm not going to read anything into that, so <laughs> you're trying to tell me something. Uh, well, it's going to be really weird to, for you to just do the show by yourself because if you're going to have to ditch me. 
No, everybody knows you're not the spaz. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, I think that what you've been hearing is fake news. So you're just going to have to dismiss it as fake news because there is no such thing. Uh, it's true. You know it. I There's know no it. Such Everybody thing. knows it. There's no such thing. <laughs> Everybody agrees. Everybody agrees. There is uh, no such thing. It's a so big, it's a, the best show, the most beautiful. It is show. the most beautiful show, and you are the most beautiful co-host. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Everybody agrees. Everybody agrees. Yeah. That takes us to feature number two, the pecking order. Well, for this feature, <laughs> for this feature, we pit similar bands or artists against one another and determine the pecking order. So this time, a couple of bands that are near and dear to my heart, I will say, Depeche Mode versus New Order. So similar artists, absolutely different in many ways, absolutely. Timeless, absolutely. I will start with you. I have a broad history with both of these artists and a deep love for one of the two of them that oh. I will share. A deep love, so, an enduring love. So the pecking order is not hard for you. You're not conflicted about this one, really. You know, I actually went back and I listened to make sure that the other it was one. still yeah. correct. Yeah. You know, to make sure... And I will tell you, there's a lot where it's neck and neck, but then I went to some later albums, because then there's there's the quintessential album, which I'll talk about later. I stand firm. So so you have not been swayed? You, no. you have not changed? Okay. No. Well, that's a very mature approach to that. And I And we tried, recommend I everybody, all you, if there are any secret queen haters out there, go back and check this group please, out for you, yes. please. Uh, you know, I have a much more casual uh, relationship and history with uh, these bands. Um not as casual as I thought. Who is going to win the crown as the kings of sedation rock? Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I used to think, oh, so uh, you like those groups, so you kind of eschew joy, right? You know, it's like, actually not true at all. They're far different than I thought. Depeche Mode is a very big, big favorite of a very of a dear, close friend of both of ours, uh, Hunter Jade McReynolds East, a.k.a. DJ Midnight Fox, if you want to find her on, uh, I think it's SoundCloud. What's up, Hunter? What's up, Hunter? What's up, girl? What's up, girlfriend? You are listening, aren't you? I hope. Yeah. Uh, we are not going to tell you your, your, that there's a shout-out, yeah, because we're going to see if you listen. <laughs> Ooh, hang on, I'm twisting my mustache right now. <laughs> so, are you listening? <laughs> you got better things to do than listen to your good friends, do you? Well, Christina did, as usual, make me a playlist, but it was a little late. I had already sat down and checked out on Spotify uh, some uh, top picks from each of these groups, and I was surprised to find that I knew more of them than I thought. It's one of those cases where you don't get it by the title, and then you go, oh, yeah, I know that song, I know that song, I know that song. So, New Order, I like Blue Monday and Age of Consent, and I was totally familiar with... A Bizarre Love Triangle, which yes. doesn't jump out at you as a title unless you already know the song. It's right. not like they're singing Bizarre Love Triangle. No. They're not doing that. <laughs> no. But uh, I really like that one and Regret and Be a Rebel. And I listen to a bunch of other tunes and they're a little more Cure-like of the two, I think. Um, kind of more accessible pop with that post-punk, almost surf guitar kind of thing, like real laid back. And I liked it. And then I went to check out Depeche Mode and I knew a number of their songs. I mean, Enjoy the Silence is just super catchy. Just Can't Get Enough was pop gold. And Personal Jesus, everybody knows that one. It totally kicks ass and was covered by the likes of Johnny Cash and, more recently, Def Leppard. Yes. You, yeah, Def Leppard did that That's one. That's right. Precious was kind of a tender little uh. number. Policy of Truth has a nice bounce to it. New Order's meds are working a little bit better. 
but <laughs> they're but, they're actually on meds. They're, is what yeah, you mean? I, yeah, I, yeah, they're on meds. I think Depeche so. is like, I don't do that. Yeah, it's like Trent Reznor says, I'm not going to take meds and feel artificially happy. Come on, be, the meds are working good melodically. I really got to give it to Depeche Mode. They have great melodies. I would kind of lean towards Depeche Mode, not terribly strongly, but very decidedly in favor of Depeche Mode on that one. What about you, Cookie? Well, as I mentioned, I love both of these bands, and I have since I was a kid. One of the two reigns supreme for me. I do love New Order. I love them because they are poppy. I love them because they are kind of brighter and more positive and super catchy and danceable, all of those things that I love. Yeah, that's what I found, yeah. I really do love them. I'm just telling you, though, there is nothing like Depeche Mode. I am a huge Depeche Mode fan from way back. Violator is is the soundscape of my childhood. Listening to that album over and over and over and over again, and Dave Gahan's vocals and the mood, I mean, it fit the mood perfectly. It, was, it didn't matter what we were doing. It was perfect. Driving, perfect. Sitting around talking at 3 a.m., perfect having a bad day perfect having a great day perfect <laughs> it didn't it, matter it, what it was in the club with the strobe lights this is the shit you want to hear it was totally too. great yeah. absolutely like, you know? i was at the uh, epic lounge uh, watching uh, a triple threat tribute band uh, black sabbath doors and uh, led zeppelin and uh, after the music after the bands played that was when i discovered i love to dance they started they turned on the crazy ass light the DJ started to spin stuff like uh, everything dating all the way back to Elvis to Depeche Mode and the and the 80s stuff, and it was just fantastic. And that's the kind of stuff you want to hear. I mean, that's really, it is danceable. Just amazing music. I internalized their lyrics. I internalized the feel of the music, uh, the vocal style. I, just all of it spoke to me. Again, I was I was kind of angsty at that time when I was started listening to Violator, and then Songs of Faith and Devotion came later, and that just oh, it was a Depeche Mode, but completely different. The song I Feel You just fucking floored me, and these songs are timeless to me. I cannot say enough good things about Depeche Mode. Certainly one of my favorite bands, especially in this genre. And uh, I have to give rock, them. Yeah. <laughs> I call it kind of electronic rock because there's a lot of electronic elements to both of these bands. But definitely the pecking order for me is Depeche Mode and then New Order. And again, it's not even close, but I love New Order. So I very decidedly uh, went for Depeche Mode, but uh, not by a wide margin, but no question about it. I mean, that's an easy choice for me. All right. Well, guess what time it is. Time for you to do two more features in a row and introduce three songs in a row? That's not how this shit works. Oh. Uh, all right. Well, okay. That would be song number seven by, get this, Franklin Global Quality. Now, that sounds like, a, like an insurance company or, or something like that. encyclopedias. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it sounds like, but it doesn't sound like a rock band, it but it not. is. It is. It is a rock band. Hey, it's from Italia. Hey, it's a nice bunch of boys. Or are they all boys? At the time, there was a female vocalist, Linda Gambino, or Linda, a.k.a. Sand, who's been on this show and every other show we've done in, uh, at Fusion. But uh, wonderful, wonderful singer. And i got to say, she has this smoky voice that if, uh, if Lauren Bacall 
Paul were fronting a rock band, it would sound like this, I imagine. Franco Global Quality is headed by Maurizio Campagnano, guitarist and songwriter. And Linda's not in the band anymore, but she's on this whole debut album, which is called Franco Global Quality. And talk about fitting the theme. This one is called King Arthur's Song.
All right, King Arthur's Song by Franklin Global Quality, featuring Linda Gambino on lead vocals. And you can find them at Franklin Global Quality on Facebook and get the album on iTunes. There's no point at all in saying this, but that makes it no different from the 80% of everything else I say on the show. (laughs) We were just introducing Franklin Global Quality, and Maurizio, at that very moment, sent to the both email... The track in question. It's just unbelievable. I mean, it's 2.30 in the morning in California, 11.30 in the morning in Italy, and right while we're talking about the song... That's crazy. That is just prescient, okay? That is just... It's positively prescient. (laughs) Or some such thing. All right, so song number six is by an artist named Hannah Elliott. The song is The Dreamer, so she is based in L.A., and she's a singer-songwriter. Now, David, I know you have not likely been able to listen to this song, but... A Susanna Hoff's vocal style feels warm, reminiscent, and comforting. Count me in. (laughs) I knew it. There it is. The lyrics are a study in longing. She is struggling to find something inside that will remind her of why she forges on. The dreamer is elusive, and her disillusionment reigns supreme. It is sparse, pretty, and heartbreaking. Somewhere in Cozumel Teardrops in a wishing well Couldn't get much more bizarre I sank upon a mad day in Mexico Such a sadness in her eyes can a fortress so ominous merely vaporize Her daily demons kept her gunning toward the wall This is not a game, she said The secret of it all Still looking for the dreamer Inside my head If it wasn't for the dreamer I might as well be dead I look back on a sunrise in sympathy Ammunition for the weak It's like the blind leading the blind Hide and seek Patrons of sameness Comfort in their daily grind Beckon me to answer Why I'd leave it all behind Still looking for the dreamer The one inside my head Still looking for the dreamer 
Okay, that was Hannah Elliott with The Dreamer. You can find her on Facebook at Hannah Elliott Live. All right, and it's time for feature number three, Wouldn't Tit Be Tweaked? Yes, you've heard our uh, super groups before. Uh, We've each done one, uh, grabbing people from uh, all the different uh, arenas of the music scene and throwing them together and seeing what happens. And in our minds, of course, they get along perfectly and they come up with their best work. And if they're dead, we make them alive. And if they're old, we make them young, or mm-hmm. at least at least at their, their peaks or whatever. Hmm. Uh, purely hypothetical fantasy group, because, let's face it, fantasy football sucks. Okay, well, I'm not going to... All right, maybe it doesn't, if you like football, but I don't. So, okay. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> I like it. Well, my wouldn't it... I guess it's my turn, huh, Pumpkin? It is okay. your turn. Well, all right. And uh, now we've kind of, uh, I at least, and uh, I think Christina's on the same... Uh, is not to pull two members from the same group or anything like that. We're not going to have the same rhythm section or anything like that from an existing band. All right, so this time out, and we can't repeat, of course. Uh, Agreed. And we've already had some notables out of the way. Uh, but you stole, I stole Ann, Ann Wilson, Wilson right off the bat, which uh, just hurt, still hurts. Sorry, sorry. And I like I like how you used Neil Peart. I, I like that part because uh, you know if you're not a, like a diehard Rush fan exactly. Well, because of fucking Getty Lee's voice. Getty Lee. <laughs> Muppety. You're Muppety, yeah. A different yeah. Muppety. You call Roger Daltrey, Daltrey Muppety. You different know. Muppety. Yeah, different Muppety. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. On the vocals in my imaginary wooden tippy tweet band. We've got Mr. Uh, Robert Plant, because, <gasps> I mean, he can sing low and pretty and wow, wow. and he can, he can yelp and shriek and all kinds of stuff. Brutal. And he's just a, just a fantastic uh, lyricist and vocalist, so we're going to get Mr. Plant in there. Well played. What about, what about the guitar? Mm-hmm. Um, this might surprise some people, but... It might surprise people who don't know this man's uh, oeuvre and his body of work. Tony Iommi, uh, mm. my number two goat. Tony Iommi of Black Sabbath, for those of you who don't know. Even the most lunkhead Black Sabbath songs like Sweet Leaf and Children of the Grave, man, have passages of surprising intricacy. And I probably told that story about my teacher who uh, vindicated Sabbath and uh, shut those naysayers in the classroom up when I played a song of theirs in uh, high school. In a rock music history of all the damn things, that was actually a class. Uh, but Mr. Iommi can play, well, blues. They started out as a blues band. All kinds of metal and rock and classic rock and everything and jazz. And he's an, an amazingly diverse guitar player and composer. And they can get really proggy, too. If you're listening to the fifth album, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, it's just straight prog rock. I mean, it's just... He's a brilliant guitarist and composer, so I think can he... Can I stop you for one second sure. and just say... Because we're BFFs and because I care about you, I did not steal Tony Iommi. 
Thank you. Yeah, I mean, but you, you didn't do that. You, I didn't get the consideration for Anne, but I, I, it's okay. I just want you to know I had the consideration for yeah, you. You got Brian May though. That's true. I yeah, totally stole Brian stole May. Brian you totally May. nicked Brian. <laughs> you nicked Brian May as the. But I uh, would Brits not would touch Iomi. No, no, I just couldn't. I, I had to jump on Iomi now because goat. he wasn't going to last. He no, wasn't he wasn't. Last. He wasn't going to wither on the vine very long. No, next time I was going to steal him if you didn't this time. Really, it was going to happen. All right. Well, my base man is somebody you probably would have gotten to, but not that soon. Uh, because he's also a singer, too. Now, this would be interesting to see how they work together like this, because we've got two lead vocalists, Uh-oh. Mr. Greg Lake. Oh! No. Oh. No, I'm sorry. You did not. I didn't. He also plays a mean oh. acoustic guitar as well. Oh, man. But yeah, Mr. Greg Lake of Emerson, Lake & Palmer, King Crimson. Uh, wow. Amazing song. I'm so sorry. Amazing songwriter, musician of uh, all stripes, and uh, just sheer genius. If I get up, will you take the knife out of my back for oh, me? Oh, I've killed you. I've killed you. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Robert Plant, Tony Iommi, Greg Lake oh on God. bass. Now, on the drums, somebody who will probably surprise you and uh, came up in a discussion on winging it recently, Mr. Keith Moon. Now, as long as there, you didn't say Meg White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Meg White. Oh, damn. I'm kicking myself. That's yours. Kicking myself. I mean, the things Meg White and Greg Lake could have done together. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Let me ponder that for a moment. <laughs> oh, that, that would be a rhythm section right there. Well, you see, Keith Moon now, Keith Moon has a reputation as, you know, Moon the Loon, the wild man, playing an endless solo, doing all these roles and all this crazy stuff and everything. But oddly enough, last year I reacquired 1969's Tommy, not any one of the hundred remakes, the orchestral version, the movie soundtrack, no, the original Who Tommy album. And on that, Keith Moon displays so much finesse and so much skill and so much restraint and yet he can go all out when he needs to, that I developed a, an entirely new level of respect for him. He was really an amazing drummer, despite his you know wild, crazy, reckless life and all this stuff. The man really knew his instrument and could play anything, actually. I mean, these lavish, uh, I should have known that just from Quadrophenia, too, these lavish orchestral Pete Townsend rock opera arrangements and everything are not for beginners. And I think he would have made uh, an excellent drummer with Greg Lake and with Tony Aomi guitar, Robert plant, but I'm going to throw another person in the mix. That's certainly enough for a band. Of course you are. But I'm going to throw some keyboards in there, and I don't think I'm poaching this one from you. Uh, You better be careful. On the keyboards, I'm going to install the immortal John Lord of Deep Purple. Now, uh, all right, he's dead, so he's not like that kind of immortal, but I mean, he's uh, certainly (laughs) not in real literally immortal, but lives forever through his music. He was Unleashed. He was wild. He could not only hold down rhythm guitar parts on his keyboards, but he could solo like a motherfucker. An absolute legend as far as the keyboards go. Well, Deep Purple had a number of uh, really stellar musicians like Ian Pace. I think that would be a really fascinating supergroup to see what they would come up with. Uh, who would write what and who would play what. And John Lord could solo along with Richie Blackmore, the best of them. And I'm sure he and Tony Iommi would uh, come up with some interesting stuff together because Sabbath used keyboards on a fair amount of songs. And this would bring an entirely new challenge and dimension to all of their individual musical gifts. So that's my super group for this time. Wouldn't it be tweet? I think it would. My goodness. Well, while we're at it, I'm going to remind people of all the artists we cannot use. Now, he's obviously taken John Lord, Keith Moon, Greg Lake, Tony Iommi, and Robert Plant. Fuck. 
Also gone are Paul Rogers, Chris Squire, <laughs> Brian May, Neil Peart, Ann Wilson, Edgar Winter, Jimmy Page, Paul McCartney, and Neil Smith. <laughs> so basically everybody. So we're done. No, <laughs> no there's way. a lot of... No way. We're not <laughs> even There are a lot close. of legends out there. There's we just, can... oh my gosh, how amazing. I find it really fun and challenging to not, you know, pull more than one member from a group or anything like that. I think that's great. I think the whole thing is challenging because we can't reuse. Yeah, we that's can't reuse. That's the fun part. Because yep. if I could, then i just keep making the same kind of groups. But then, you know, we're kind of, you know. Sorry about Ann Wilson. Forgive me. <laughs> uh, I'll try. It's been a, f- a few weeks and I don't, it's hard. It's hard. Let's go on to song number five, shall we? This is a wonderful new artist that submitted and I was so pleased to hear their music. This band is The Great Affairs. And this song is called Three Leaf Clover. They are classic rock and roots rock, southern rock, and gospel. Well, anybody who knows me for five seconds knows that this is a mix that I absolutely love. The gravelly, bluesy, and soulful lead vocal is southern roots rock, and the backing vocals add just the right amount of gospel, as does the organ that is sprinkled throughout and elevates the song to newer heights with each repetition. It is a sad song about being about as lucky as a three-leaf clover. This is another gut-wrenching lyric with uplifting accompaniment. It seeks to empathize and inspire, and it does. Here is Three-Leaf Clover. Color 
That was The Great Affairs with Three Leaf Clover. You can find them on Facebook at The Great Affairs. And congratulations, The Great Affairs, for the luck of the draw of coming up with Christina to introduce you, because she comes up with these thoughtful, insightful, and compelling acclaims for bands, whereas I just go, I like the fool. <laughs> so uh, good sure. for you, because now people are actually going to want to listen to your music. So <laughs> you, sure. you really uh, hit the big time with Christina on the, on the mic on that one. So I apologize to all of my people. Oh, so. my gosh. Not true. I will say one of the things that I really love about this band, and I don't like to make comparisons, but at the same time, I think comparisons are also a compliment. There's decidedly a Black Crows feel to this band, mm-hmm. and I love the Black Crows. So I would say if you like classic rock, power pop, roots rock, southern rock, and gospel all mixed together, this is the band for you. And I am all about it. So Yeah, I used to feel a little funny about saying, oh, you remind me of so-and-so, because then they go, oh, shit, that means I'm not original. That's not true. Everybody is reminiscent of somebody somewhere right. along the line. Or if you mm-hmm. like this, the odds are you'll like that. That's why Reverb Nation asks you uh, right. to name bands that you, you know, are inspired sound by or like. sound like. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's why I say, okay, if I say, okay, my stuff is in my wildest dreams, sort of like uh, Weird Al Yankovic meets Black Sabbath meets Eminem, then at least you get an idea or ice tea. Then you get an idea of where I'm coming from. Sounding like the Black Crows. I'm intrigued. I am all about it. So that takes us to feature number four, and this is a new feature. Various songbirds. And yes, there is a bird called a very. So saying various as in various songbirds. And for this new feature, we name lines from songs to see if we can stump each other. All right, so are you ready? Yeah, is this kid music or is this... uh because it's kid music, I probably won't know it. But shoot, go ahead and shoot. You have little faith, my friend. I, I know you'd better than that. You're too much of a pro for that. You're always talking about your crazy rights. One of these days, you're going to get it right. Uh-oh. Give me a second. Give me a second. I got mm-hmm. to sing it in my head. Uh, you want me to say it again? Yeah. You're always talking about your crazy nights. One of these days, you're going to get it right. Okay, hang on here. I know it. I know it. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, oh, the agony. I know it. I'm trying to sing it in my head. I know you know it. Of course I know it. I'm trying to sing. Oh, he's talking about your crazy. It's one of these days you're going to get it right. I'm just trying to picture the melody, which, of course, that would be too much of a giveaway. (laughs) (laughs) I don't suppose I can get another another line. No. No, Another word? (laughs) (laughs) Anything? (laughs) Hum me a bar? That's all you get. Uh, you always talking about your kids. Oh, it's driving me nuts! I know it! I know it! I know it! I might have to bail. I might have to. I might have to. We need, if there was a timer, I'd probably run it out. Uh, you run out of time. Uh, uh, any hints? Any hints at all on the band? Any uh, uh, initials? Anything? Initials of the song. <laughs> I, I admit defeat, but at least give me that satisfaction. I'll just give you one word: down. What good is that? <laughs> uh, uh, let me see. Down? <laughs> what's that? The word? Of, what's that part of the title? It's the title. Oh, oh, uh, I'm going nuts here. Uh, I give up. ELO, don't bring me down. Oh, <laughs> the anguish. I know. 
the anguish. <laughs> You're always talking about you. And I love yellow. I too. know you do. I know you well, do. All these days you got to, yeah. Don't bring me down. down. That's right. Down. Don't That's bring right. me down. Bruce. Bruce. What is the Bruce thing? You know? It's not really. It's supposed to be just Bruce. Oh, but, because, but it sounds like Bruce. It does. Yeah. But because everyone's saying Bruce, now they sing Bruce. Yeah, it so. sounds like Bruce. But Bruce doesn't bring us down. Bruce, in fact, no. Bruce saves our ass every time we sit <laughs> down and try to do a show. It's like, oh, Bruce, we can't figure it. We don't know what we're doing. Can you help us, please? You know, we had to call him tonight. Thank goodness it wasn't 2 o'clock in the morning this time. Right. They, we well, had to call we him couldn't like, call him. Well, we're but. using a, a new interface here. And uh, if you hear any strange sounds, ignore them, please. They're not really there. They're in your head because you're going insane. <laughs> Nothing to do with our new equipment that we're using here, which Bruce had to help us set up uh, via telephone call. It's just you are going insane. See somebody soon about it. Okay. Oh, I'm That's kicking. Correct. If I... Yo, like a snake in the grass. That's right. Now, that line I would have gotten. For some reason, she picked a line. I did not pick that on purpose because it's a giveaway. All right. So, are you ready for the next one? I'm going to scream. Oh, good. I have a chance to redeem myself. Oh, there's more. Oh, good, good. There's something that drives me wild, and tonight we're going to make it all come true. Oh, this is going to be hell. Uh, Let me see. (laughs) There's something that drives me wild, and tonight we're going to make make it it all all come come true. true. This is hard. This is tougher than you would think, folks. <laughs> it is tougher than you think. I mean, that was not. A, um, Don't bring me down by ELO is not an obscure song at all to me. Hints uh, this time. You even gave me down, and I couldn't get it. Well, uh, the word "you" is in the title. Oh. Thanks for that. <laughs> Would you like no hints? Because <laughs> I can, I can withhold hints. Yeah, it's like it's like mom in the cookie jar here. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, okay? Read the line again, please. There's something that drives me wild. Did you sing it, no. Okay. And tonight we're gonna make it all come true. Oh, I did. Oh, I'm gonna scream again. This is terrible. Um, this is actually very stressful. <laughs> this is not. Oh, no. uh, this is supposed to be fun. <laughs> it sounded like fun on paper. It's not. You know. It is fun. <laughs> no. Keep telling me that. You know? Okay. Let me see. Uh, tonight we're gonna make it all come true. Oh, you. Oh, misery. Please tell me before I go insane. I was made for loving you, baby. You were no! made for loving me. No, you stumped me with a kiss, kiss song. song? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight we're gonna make it all come true. <laughs> what? Did you mix the end of one line with the beginning of another? I did not. No, these are. I did two lines and two lines and two lines. Don't, don't, don't try to blame it on me. <laughs> You're an aptitude as yours. <laughs> she stumped me on a kiss song. And an ELO song. I can't even say she picked some obscure kid music. No. She's picking my music. Okay, try again. I've got to get one of these or I quit, okay? (laughs) Okay, maybe not. (laughs) All right. I never said you had to offer me a second chance. I never said I was a victim Victim of of circumstance. There we go. Thank you. It's about time. And it's. Oh, oh, I still belong. Don't get me wrong. Uh, my life, Billy Joel. Very oh, nice. Oh, thank heavens. Okay. Very nice. I Woo. never said you had to offer me. I said, I never said you had to. Oh, thank you for that. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. To dreams that will never come true, am I strong enough to see it through? Okay, maybe this is fun after all. <laughs> <laughs> 
Am I strong enough to see it through? Okay, give me a second. Blah, blah, blah. Dreams that will never come true. Am I strong enough to see it through? Uh, oh, no, 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 no. This is horrible. It's, it's, it's wonderful, but it's horrible, too. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, fun, but painful. Fun, it's, it, is, uh, it hurts so good, you know. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, now, if that's in there, I'll get that one, because I just listened to it last week, because you bought me the record. Yes. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, let me see. Uh the dreams that never will come true. Am I strong enough to see it through? If I can't have you, <laughs> I don't want nobody, baby. Nice. I can't have you. Yvonne uh-huh. Elliman, backup singer for uh, Eric Clapton. More importantly, Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, that's true. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> More that, importantly. Not with that song, but uh, yeah. Oh, that, I yeah. love oh, her. She's oh my awesome. Gosh. Yeah. Good. Okay, two. Okay, this is fun after okay, all. Okay, you got two more. Good, good. I better get them both right quick. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding, kidding. You do not threaten me. (laughs) It's like I'm waiting for a welcome sign, like a hobo in the snow. Oh, it's like I'm waiting for a welcome sign, like a hobo in the snow. How you gonna see me now? Alice Cooper, how you gonna see me now? All right, now, you're not getting me with Alice, you know. Well, you got me with Kiss, so it's possible. <laughs> Anything, any low. I Alice mean. Cooper from the from the Inside album, which features interesting little trivia here. Uh, he collaborated on the lyrics for that album with Bernie freaking Taupin, of all oh, people. Oh, wow. I mean... Uh, uh, the most amazing lyricist ever? I Fuck. know. And, and of all people to not need to collaborate on lyrics, Alice has been cranking out lyrics for I over mean, 50 years, and there he did an album with Bernie Taupin and Elton John guitarist Davy Johnstone. He just thought, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to take a break. I'm just everybody from Elton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to take everybody Elton's got, you know. And it was funny because uh, on stage, when they were playing the songs from that album, Davy Johnstone would start playing the riff from Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, and, and uh, Alice would start singing along, and he said, no, stop that, don't play that, I pay you more than he does. You know? <laughs> <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding. But that's funny. It is funny. Yeah. I like it. All right, are you ready for the last one? Yes. Now, hold on a minute. We'll determine if it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) It is fucking fun. It was fun for a while. Okay. Now, hold on a minute before we go much further. Give me a dime so I can phone my mother. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, it's going to come to me. It is. It is. It is. Uh, Say it again, please. Now, hold on a minute before we go much further. Give me a dime so I can phone my mother. Okay, okay. Oh, yes, yeah. Oh, yes. Do you think I'm sexy, Rod Stewart? There <laughs> Very you go. Nice. <laughs> well done. So I can phone my mother. There you go. Okay, this is fun after all. <laughs> Very nice. Four out of six ain't bad. So I'll have to pick songs like twenty years later to try to some you. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did keep it in the time frame that's your playground. Yeah, there you go. So I'm gonna need you to do the same for me. You know, the day destroys the night, the night divides the day. Okay, I can... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll try to pick obvious Break ones. Break on through to the <laughs> other side. <laughs> All right, that was a fun new feature. Very well done on Christina's part for uh, coming up with that. Well, it's your turn to carry on because you are introducing song number four. After I had to rack my brain foot like that. Hey, you know okay. what? We work on this show. We do. We do. This is yeah. This is uh, this is this is a job here. That's what I'm saying. This is this is uh, this is a labor of love. This is a labor of love, but it's still a labor. Okay. All right. Well, oh, God. song of love. All right. Song number four. 
The artist, The Secret Weasels. By labeling them secret, I think the... Uh, There's a certain mystique, though. There's a certain mystique about yes. it. Yeah, the secret, yeah. yeah. Not, they're not necessarily dishonest. It's no, just no, no. they're secrets, you know. They have skeletons, and I'm they okay with that. Yeah, I mean, hey, every se- every weasel is entitled to his own privacy. And that's own, what I say. Everybody has Every weasel has a past, you know. It's <laughs> true, and a future. <laughs> I love The Secret Weasels. Phenomenal musicians, Tom Enroth and Matt Westerland from uh, Minnesota. We've played on the show before, and we've had as guests on Butterflies and Hurricanes, and this was a, one of the great honors. They actually put me in the liner notes, the thank you for the liner notes of their second album, Misophonia, which is like the hatred of sound, which I'm a major, major sufferer of misophonia, I gotta say, and, and as is Christina. Um, and I won't mention, I don't want to hurt, hurt anyone's feelings, so I won't, won't mention the kind of douchebags that make the sounds that I hate, but uh, Secret Weasels definitely are not among them, because they make wonderful, wonderful music, so eclectic, there's such a such a range there, such a variety of uh, sounds. In fact, you'll never guess that you're listening to the same band. Each of them are distinct songwriters and lead vocalists and musicians, wonderfully catchy and engaging, and, uh, you know, it's just mysterious enough, just secret enough, just dark enough, and just... Uh, far-reaching skeletal enough. And, uh, skeletal enough and insightful and just ex- just shrewd clever wonderful and the musicianship is top-notch oh and the funny part about this is if you if anyone is out there is ever tempted to think of me as like intelligent or anything of that sort that that's a complete myth here's the deal i discovered the secret weasels through the incredible new york band bad mary and they would always be talking to the Secret Weasels, and it took me quite some time before I thought, oh, I wonder if The Secret Weasels is a band. I mean, I, I seriously, oh, no. I, I've, I've outed myself as a complete <laughs> moron. I totally own the, the, the fact that I'm a moron on Butterflies and Hurricanes, because it actually took me some time to figure that. I thought, wow, maybe that's a band. I thought it was some kind of weird cabal, some kind of uh, gamer collective, or who knows what, no, with wait. a band like that. I don't. I think that's totally excusable, because it, even with like something is, as benign, if you will, as email names, it's like, you know, <laughs> Gatorific64, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, you don't know what the hell that means. I mean, the secret weasels could mean anything. It could be a moniker. It could be anything. Thank you. I thought, I really thought it was some kind of, like, gamer geek thing. It sounds uh, like it. Like that. It does sound it like does it. It does sound like it. I mean, it. I, it banned, Lewis Do you play like, the secret weasels? Oh, yeah, I play that. It's a great game. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, we're a bunch of people to get together and play Warcraft. I mean, we're right. the secret weasels. I totally am with you. Lewis was like, you didn't get that. <laughs> so thank you for understanding. <laughs> anyway, they are just—they're amazing, and, and definitely check out the videos and the songs. And we'll tell you where to find them after you hear the song, "Princess of the Roadways."
All right, you can find The Secret Weasels on Facebook at The Secret Weasels, and you can get their records at Bandcamp. That's right, Bandcamp, The ah. Secret Weasels. Feature number five, History Strikes Back. The random number generator spat into my lap. 1963, in which I was two years old, 1963. So let's just say I don't exactly have the most uh, acute memory of that, but you were, somebody was out there going, I ain't never having no damn kids. That's right. You know? <laughs> and then, guess what? Here yeah. I come a few years later. Yeah. Quite a few. By that time, uh, back then, I assure you, they were not planning on there having no, you. Uh-uh. you know, like, All right. Well, uh, something uh, terrible, terrible happened that year. Oh, so no. might as well get that out of the way before we get to the fun stuff. Oh, no. The assassination of John F. Kennedy, the president mm. of the United States in Dallas, Texas. Dreadful thing. Uh, Vice President Lyndon B. Johnson was sworn in uh, a few hours later. Bob Dylan, as discussed in an earlier episode, uh, in his 2020 album, uh, Rough and Rowdy Ways, uh, had a, a second disc, a 17-minute song about the assassination of John F. Kennedy called Murder Most Foul. I mean, that's oh how big a thing this is still to us. Other historic things that even you youngsters have probably heard about, Martin Luther King Jr. delivered his I Have a Dream speech on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. And the same year, Lee Harvey Oswald, who assassinated President Kennedy, was himself shot dead by Jack Ruby in Dallas, and get this, an event seen on live national television. (laughs) This one surprised me to no end. The zip codes were introduced by the United States Post Office. I'm sorry, what? What? You mean there was a time when there were no zip codes? How the hell did shit get anywhere? I, I, you gotta wonder. I have I, questions. I, I mean, not not that little extension Well, but the thing. little extension says exactly where it needs to go, yeah. like Suite 100 or Suite 416. I mean, come on. But I could see where that would have been introduced in 1960, but zip codes at all? I was really like, surprised. what the hell? How you're did the just, mail get anywhere? Yeah, you're just like walking around. Is this yours? Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> this- I'm gonna send this to Milwaukee. Okay, where in Milwaukee? You know, I mean, but, uh, yep, 1963. Wow. Of course, I have rec- no recollection of it because I was too young to be sending mail, sending or receiving mail. Well, sure. But um, uh, the Alcatraz Federal Penitentiary in San Francisco Bay closes. Ooh. So no more escaping from Alcatraz for you guys. The Beatles released their first album, Please Please wow. Me. Wow. In the UK, the Beatles... First album, you know. <laughs> and uh, the Beatles also released their second album with the Beatles. They were cranking them out, and they were great. These people pissed me off with this. I like the Beatles. Everything's really great from Revolver on. I'm like, are you shitting me? I mean, you know, have you ever heard uh, Hard Day's Night? Have Come you ever on. even heard Please Please Me? It's brilliant stuff. All right. The, uh, the great train robbery takes place in Buckinghamshire, England. Yeah, that was the last big train robbery, because train robbery is kind of not really a 20th century thing. No. But uh, and John Lennon. And Needles, the Scotland Yard guy in the, the movie Help, about that very thing. Oh, the great train robbery. How's that going for you? you know. <laughs> uh, this is something I did not know this. Uh, British statesman Sir Winston Churchill becomes an honorary citizen of the United States. I did oh. not know that had ever happened. Because I mean, Winston Churchill, he is the, the the stalwart of British fortitude. He's the you know he's Mr. Britain. I mean, he's the, the prime minister you always remember. All right. In the motion pictures, what was going on? Well, the second... James Bond film from Russia with Love opens in the UK and that of course starred the same man who starred in The Great Train Robbery years later Sir Sean Connery who we recently lost I mean an absolute legend who just died he died on Halloween in fact yes uh, yesterday Sean Connery just passed away as of the, the day before we recorded this show Alfred Hitchcock 
Director Alfred Hitchcock released a film that scares the living shit out of me to this day. The scariest film in my entire collection. And I like old, I don't like horror in any real sense, but I mean, I like old, quaint old monster movies and stuff like that and suspense things. But The Birds is simply terrifying. I mean, it is nerve jangling. It's a, it's a, it's a nerve shredding film. It really is. If you've ever seen this, you go, oh my God, that is freaking terrifying and it's about nothing but birds i mean you've come to love birds of course because you listen to this show but uh this one might change your mind so don't watch it please okay uh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> never mind i i said that okay on television what was happening on the old tele wide world of sports remember that no of course you don't but that was yeah i'm not into sports but spanning the globe the thrill of victory the agony of defeat all this the cheesy intro i mean it was a, a big deal back then American Bandstand from oh. 1952 to 1989. We'll <laughs> That's right, yeah. Philadelphia Way. I love that song. On the Bandstand. 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 1952 to 1989. Dick Clark. Legend, oh. legend, legend, and even funny. To, uh, uh, what else was on? Bonanza. Remember that? Bozo the Clown, which they claim is still on the air. Where the hell is Bozo? What? I mean, obviously, it's not I the same know. Bozo from 1949 to the Probably present. Probably not. No. I mean, of course, with makeup, you can you can be pretty old and still carry it off. I mean, just look Good at Kiss. Taxidermium. Look at Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> just look at Kiss. They're 70 and they're still touring because I mean, of makeup. You, you know. know, I mean... Um, what else have we got? Captain Kangaroo. Oh, I loved Captain Kangaroo. Uh, oh, yes. Absolutely. So did I, yeah. Doctor Who, which is like never going away. Never. Uh, Lassie. Oh, who's a good girl? Oh. I love Lassie. My three sons, Mr. Mr. Ed Wilbur. You probably don't remember the talking horse, but I that do, was a legend. I do, and I loved my three sons. Oh, yeah. Of course, you know I saw everything on rerun, but I still loved oh, of it. Of course you did, yeah. Petticoat Junction, uh, the Andy Griffith Show, oh, <gasps> The Avengers, The Avengers. I can't whistle. I wish I could whistle. Thank oh. you for doing that. I'll do. I'll shake the egg if you want, but All I right. can't whistle. The Avengers, great British television show. In fact, I just acquired Dame Diana Rigg, the wonderful Dame Diana Rigg, passed away this year, and I just acquired the Avengers series, everything she has, everything she did with that show. The Beverly Hillbillies, oh, oh man, yeah. legends, Dick Van Dyke. Ed oh. Sullivan. Oh, my goodness. This was a, an amazing time for television. And oh, one of my personal favorites, The Lawrence Welk Show. I love that show. 1955 to 1982. Great musicians, great dancers, great entertainment. Just uh, classic stuff. Uh, the Saint with Sir Roger Moore, uh, who's uh, also no longer with us. Uh, Twilight Zone. Oh. Iconic, brilliant show. Uh, oh. The Tonight so Show, which starts... That show terrifies me. It still does it, it to It can day. be really spooky, I think it's show. always creep, it yeah. creeps me out. Great show. Rod Serling. Oh. oh, man, what a legend. What shows went off the air that year? The Jetsons. Leave it to Beaver. And I'm sorry, the Sherry Lewis show did not... It might That name might have gone off the air, but Sherry Lewis herself came back with Lamb Chops Play Along, which uh, we watched for many years. And I saw Sherry Lewis live, and I'm damn proud of that, too. Uh, she's a legend. Uh, she was a legend. And people would always ask her, are you the same Sherry Lewis? Because she was doing this for so many years, and she just never seemed to age. But music, you know we're going to get to music. That's our big jam here. What groups actually formed in 1963? Talk about two. We were talking about the Yardbirds before. The Yardbirds, 1963, with Mr. Eric Clapton. The Kinks. Actually talking about getting back together wow. at the Kings. Bob Marley and the Whalers, nice. 63. You don't think of them going back that you far, don't. do you? Marley, no. no. The Spencer Davis Group with uh, Steve Winwood. Nice. Now, what about the songs? 
What about the songs? Let's see if young Ms. Christina here can uh, identify any of the Billboard Hot 100 of the 1963. And just to see uh, if she knows them, then they really made a mark. Because she went around for a long, long time <laughs> after that. Everybody's gone surfing. Surfing USA. <laughs> Thank you. I finally got the right song. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh, here's a sweet one. Don't they know it's the end of the world? You know that one? Oh, yeah. You ruled. He's so fine. Doolang, doolang. Wow, you do better with 63 than you do with some much later years. Uh, nice. Okay, let me see what else we got. My boyfriend's back and is gonna be in trouble. Hey, la, hey, la, my boyfriend's back. Nice, okay, well... I have a mom, okay? Yeah, that's gotta help, you know? How about... The magic dragon lives by the sea. Why do I think we ended up singing that at another time before? Because <laughs> we were talking about it. Oh, is that Because it was, remember, the incorrect meanings of songs. Oh, yes, yes. that's right, that's right. Okay, no, thank you for remembering these things. Let me see, what else we got here? Oh, uh... Walk like a man, talk like a man, walk like a man myself. Sing like you, a man. You threw me when... <laughs> <laughs> a little falsetto throws you off. Come on, you gotta be you get ready for these things. I thought you were radio. gonna be like walk like a man. No, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And uh, there's a song Jan and Dean uh, did about a place where there's two girls for every boy called Surf City. That was another one, big one that year. Uh oh. It's my party and I'll cry if I want to, cry if I want to, cry if I want to, and you would cry too if it happened to you. Don't speak for me, girl. Okay. <laughs> Actually, Leslie, a little interesting thing about Leslie, Leslie Gore. Gore. Leslie Gore appeared on, as did everybody under the sun, Batman, the television series. Oh, interesting. Yeah, she was actually um, the underling, or the henchwoman, or the protege, rather, of Catwoman. Oh, I can see that. Uh, Whenever I'm with him, something inside. He waved, exactly. Boy, you know all these songs. There's got to be something. Uh, not that I want to stop you, because that makes it suck, but um, you're absolutely thrilling me that you know all this stuff. Let me see. Be my little, little baby. baby. Wow, the Ronettes. That's right. He walks like an angel, but I got one. Here it comes. You're going to know. You're the devil in disguise. Oh, no. Elvis Presley, devil in disguise. I guess you never saw Lilo and Stitch. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, no. Uh, you really got a hold on me. Miracle. Smokey. Oh. All right. You really got a hold on me. You got a Motown. That's my jam. All right. Also covered by no less than the Beatles. Uh, the Beatles covered that one. Oh, Johnny Cash. And it burns, burns, burns. A ring of fire. A ring of fire. I'm not going to be trying that one at karaoke. Uh, okay. <laughs> Leslie Gore is back with a sequel. And now it's Judy's turn to cry. Judy's turn to cry. Oh, really? Okay, well, that's the sequel. Now, you remember in uh, It's My Party, uh, the uh, no good uh, 'er ne'er-do-well boyfriend uh, leaves with Judy. And now he comes back and she accepts him. And now it's Judy's turn to cry. It'd be like. Oh, hell no. Motherfucker, you know. You can get fucking lost. You have your Judy, Take your bitch. Judy, yeah. That's yeah. right, or done. And she, now Judy said, yep, the sequel to It's My Party. Yep. I did not know did that. Not, oh, now we learned something. Uh-oh. 
Mr. Sam Cooke, we were talking about before. Another Saturday night, and, and I, I ain't got nobody. I got some money because I just got paid. Uh, oh, yeah. Covered memorably later on uh, by Cat Stevens. Beautiful version oh, of yes. that song. Oh, yes. Let me see. Uh-oh. And uh, you know that I was meant to be, or something like that. Hey, nice. One day, you're gonna want me for your girl. A little Carol King composition there. Oh, very nice. And let me see. Is there anything else? I don't know the line going into it, but there's one that goes... Felt so happy, I almost cried, and then he kissed me. Oh, I know that song. You know who covered that song, and believe it or not? he kissed me. And then he kissed me. Kiss actually covered that song. No That's kidding. unfortunate. Yeah, I figured you'd be, you would lament that. <laughs> yeah, that's not uh, even cute. That's just unfortunate. That's not even cute. That's just sad. Yeah. You know, just sad. Hey, hey, Paula. Oh, we're not going to do that one either. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's <laughs> look on your face is so sad. <laughs> Because oh. you're, this is you're so excited. You're like, hey, and no, I okay. got nothing. You're not joining me on this one. Okay. <laughs> the answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. Not Bob Dylan's version. A cover. You know how he's covered all the time. This one by the same trio that immortalized Puff the Magic Dragon, and their names are what? Peter, Pumpkin? Paul, and Mary. Thank you very much, Peter, Paul, and Mary. All right, and uh, that is, well, that's a, a surprisingly large percentage of the Hot 100 from that year, and we better cut this <laughs> shit now because it's been running on too long. But it was kind of fun because you knew a lot of those I songs. I knew a lot of I'm them. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And again, certainly, uh, I'm getting croaky at what? i got to do a song? She's pointing at me. She's pointing at me like Uncle Sam here. He's like... Oh, well, okay. It is my pleasure to introduce my friend and co-host and legend all around of radio and recording and everything, Mr. Lewis Drayton himself. Oh, man. Uh, Lewis Drayton, the Lewis Drayton, the legend, the king of all illness, the queen of all pus, the host of Butterflies and Hurricanes, which I only just recently got back to co-hosting, which I'm, I'm thrilled to do, and it's only fitting that we hear a song from him. He actually has three songs with Queen in the title. Three! One of them being, actually, Queen of All Pus. You know. Great classic song from him from his brilliant Inner Life album. And this is dark and ominous and totally ass-kicky, lots of stinging guitars and uh, demented, twisted synthesizers and just a biting lyric, but he is he is the master wordsmith. Louis Drayton is bringing you Breeder Queen.
You can find Lewis at lewisdrayton.co.uk or Lewis Drayton on Facebook. I'm looking at these notes, and there must be some kind of mistake because it seems that I'm doing another feature. How in the world can that be? Well, it's the final feature, and oh, it's a new feature. Well, this new feature that Christina cleverly cooked up involves a bird that you've actually heard of this time. <laughs> riffing off of the parrot, everybody's favorite parrot. If you want to hear a great parrot story, listen to the latest episode of Butterflies and Hurricanes. It's incredible. <laughs> Parity. Get it? Parity. We discuss parodies, satirical, sarcastic, funny, or silly-ass songs. Now, Christina, no doubt, said, okay, I'm going to tell you one thing, mister. Don't be doing Weird Al Yankovic every time. That's well, fucking right. I'm not going to do Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> even this time. Oh, my goodness. He's got his share. Well, uh, and there are uh, no shortage of silly songs out there. If you really use your imagination, and I had to think for a while, but... All right, so what's the silly song I'm going to talk about here? Well, there are, the Beatles have no shortage of them, if you really think about it. I'm not going to do those, mm. but uh, Her Majesty is actually a really silly little 11-second song thrown onto the end of Abbey Road after this big, sweeping, grandiose medley ending with the end, which is like, wow, this is the finale of the world's greatest band. Oh, and they said, no, nah, we're not going to end like that. We're not going to take ourselves. And we will see that the not taking yourselves too seriously carries over into the Beatles' solo careers in just a minute when I do talk about the song, but that's one. Her Majesty, uh, Yellow Submarine, come on. If that isn't a ridiculous piece of whimsy right there. And uh, the single they released as the B-side to Let It Be. 
You know my name. You know, you know, you know, you know my name. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, it's just a fun little thing. It's kind of like, why don't we do it on the road? I mean, just goofy stuff. And there are novelty singles like Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. Now, seriously, what's wrong with this dame, okay? She does not know. She's so dizzy. She buys this itsy bitsy teeny weeny bikini and is afraid to wear it out of the locker and afraid to wear it out of the water and ends up freezing and suffering from hypothermia in the water because what she didn't know what it was going to look like on her it makes no sense at all but it's kind of fun uh, it is pretty fun it's a fun song i mean she's like hey this thing is tiny i'll put it on and it'll what be big you know it's just like of course it's revealing if you don't want to wear it then wear something else so that was but um the, the song in question here is actually by a supergroup, a sort of a wooden tippy tweet group, hmm. in a way, consisting of five legends, three of whom uh, sadly are no longer with us, and they would be the Traveling Wilburys, uh, which consisted of Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, Roy Orbison, Jeff Lynn of Electric Light Orchestra, who stumped me before, damn it, and George Harrison of the Beatles. Uh, still having fun, still being silly. These are icons upon icons here, and yet they got together and did this fun musical project, which they didn't even use their own names. Of course, everybody knew who they were anyway. They even changed names from their first album to the second album. They, they rotated names and made up new names. They weren't even the same character, and the second album was called Volume 3. So it was like they were just having a lot of fun with this and producing beautiful songs like End of the Line oh. and uh, Handle with Care. Oh, wonderful beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. But on the second album, uh, and uh, by the second album, of course, Roy Orbison had already passed on, mm. so it was just the four that were left. And uh, they did an absolutely absurd song called Wilbury Twist, which uh, is almost as ridiculous a dance as my own pea soup shuffle, but not quite. You know. But uh, you put your hand on your head, you put your foot in the air, then you hop around the room in your underwear. There ain't never been nothing quite like this. Come on, baby, it's the Wilbury Twist. Mm. Lift your other foot up and fall on your ass. Get back up. Put your teeth in a glass. I suppose that's a reference to their being old, but they got a lot older, and there were, some of them are still with us. And It's a magical... Uh, there ain't never been nothing quite like this. It's a magical thing called the Wilbury Twist. Further verses. Turn your lights down low. Put your blindfold on. You'll never know when your friends have gone. It could be years before you're missed. Everybody's trying to do the Wilbury Twist. And it was great to see these guys, even after all these years, even after being... Uh, heroes and, and gods to people that uh, we're just musicians, we're just rock and rollers having fun, we're going to be silly, we're going to put out some great tunes, and uh, they continued to, Bob Dylan a few years back put as long ago, Must Be Santa, I mean this this ridiculous Santa Claus song, I mean so these guys have a sense of humor about themselves and I really like that, that uh, they don't uh, get caught up in their own mystique, and it was a real kick to watch the Traveling Wilburys. Of course, they they only released a couple of records, but it was great while it lasted, and that was a pretty silly song, and I just thought I'd pull something out of the hat besides Weirdo Yankovic, who no doubt I will come up with next you time. will. Because not only has he done is he known for parodies of existing songs, like we were talking before about Another One Rides the Bus. Was that on this show, or was that another show? That was Winging It. That was Winging It. Oh, my goodness. See, it's all a big blur to me. Um, but he's done uh, numerous parodies of existing songs, and also, more impressively, the style parodies, songs that sound just like a certain band without actually copying any of their uh, lyrics or any of their uh, licks or any of their melodies or anything. So I'm sure I'll be bringing some of those up later on, but this time I thought I'd switch it up and go with the Traveling Wilburys, the Wilbury Twist. So they're, uh, they've been gone for quite some time. Definitely well worth checking out to see what happens when a, a wooden tippy tweet sort of group gets together and 
puts uh, all that uh, all that energy into a musical project. They it's kind of amazing. like We Are the World. <laughs> only <laughs> not agree. cheesy. Only not cheesy. That's true. Not cheesy. Did and I just say We Are the World is cheesy? Oh, that's terrible of me. I'm sorry. Well, there comes a time when we heed a certain call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I did. You did not just go there. <laughs> yes, I did. Okay. Wow, and I thought I was scandalous. Okay. <laughs> all right, now, damn it all to hell, it's about time you do something, isn't it? All right, song number two is by a band that we have had on previous shows, the Reed Brothers. They're Americana, indie, blues, and soul. The opening chugging drew me in, and the vocals came in and introduced the melody that feels familiar like an old friend, but is entirely original. The guitar solo is outrageous rock blues perfection, and the key changes take you to places you didn't know you needed to go. Here are one of my faves, the Reed Brothers. Where I speak Show me the right turns To know 
And that was the Reed Brothers. You can find them on Facebook at the Reed Brothers, R-E-E-D. And the Reed Brothers were on the show before on a special devoted to the genre of Americana. In fact, the entire program was them and the Dewberries doing multiple tunes. So if you yeah. like the Reed Brothers, you could, of course, do what she just said and go to their pages and hear them. But you could also revisit our Americana edition. because True, we, which was in June. Which was, oh my goodness, was it in June? It was wow. in June. And here we are in November. I know, it's Shocking. crazy. All right, and our song number one is by a band that has also been on a previous show, and that band is Reason Defined, with a song called The Hunter, The Hunted. They're from North Carolina. They're hard rock and metal, and I must tell you, before I describe this song, that sadly I found out just a couple weeks ago that they have broken up. Oh, no. So I'm very sad about this because I love this band, but I did talk to my contact at Reason Define, and we have been cleared to play any of their music anytime we want. We are huge supporters, and they know that, and they appreciate our support. I look forward to hearing what they're going to do on their own, and I'm sure we will be featuring their amazing music as they go off and (sighs) find their new way as far as music goes. This is an all-woman band. They are chugging hard, tight, and syncopated, and completely badass. The hunter is ruled by her desire to destroy, and then becomes the hunted. The vocals are insistent, angry, and they convey a loss of control. Thick, dense guitars and a power pop meets punk feel that is melodic and hypnotic. Here is Reason to Fine. Recently broken up, but their music will live on with The Hunter, The Hunted.
All right, and that was Reason Define, and you can find them on Spotify at Reason Define. Wow. You know, if you ever do a seminar on introducing songs, just sign me up, okay, please, because <laughs> I, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> now, to the part of the show that brings a tear to my eye and yours, and it is Parting is Such Sweet Sorrow. Because we have a theme going a little bit, we're going to have you tell us hell yes or oh hell no to Depeche Mode. Now, you know how we both feel because we just revealed it, yeah. but we want to know how you feel about Depeche Mode. So, Hunter, you, time to vote. <laughs> that's right. Are you hell yes or are you oh hell no? So tune in next time to find out the results. All right, time to wrap this puppy up in a neat little blanket. Uh, the next new winging it airs November 21st, and the next new birds of a feather, November 28th. So we're straddling uh, Thanksgiving that day there where everybody eats a bunch of stuff with uh, relatives. Uh, when you're gorged out of your turkey and your stuffing and your mistletoe, no, sorry, wrong holiday. Uh, don't eat the mistletoe, please. And your cranberry sauce, then uh, sit down and let the birds uh, <laughs> entertain you. I'm not going to say <laughs> what I said before, but she made me do over. Because she'll make me do it over again. <laughs> All right. Uh, now. When you uh, emerge from your trip to Fancoma, yeah, tune in. That's exactly. That's better. Much better. Uh, what platforms can you hear uh, Fusion Music Radio shows on? Well, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, CastBox, I'm sorry, Geo Savant, I have a rip. What the hell is that? I mean... <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. You know. And more. Well, when they come up with a better name, I'll stop saying it. Uh, and more. And, of course, FusionMusicRadio.net. And other shows you can hear there are the Butterflies and Hurricanes archives, the new episodes of Butterflies and Hurricanes, or the new one, that will probably oh, the second one will be out by then, uh, Butterflies and Hurricanes Indie Insurrection, Octane's Groovebox, Tilly Riddle, in details, the Tilly Riddle Show, the Hill Rant Radio Show, Flowing Backwards with Ian Moss, a.k.a. Ian Four Candles, Midnight Madness, one of our newer entries there, the Soup Kitchen, Audrey's Mixtape Show, etc., etc., etc. I think that's it. If not, then that's what the etc. part comes in. So, and that only leaves for you to say... Let's get the flock out of here. <laughs> This has been Birds of a Feather on Fusion Music Radio.